Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. It's a love-hate thing. Do you love your car or do you hate your car? And if you love your car, how do you love your car? Well, loving and nurturing a child, you feed, clothe, wash, and direct them. Similarly, the same is true with your car, although feeding it requires gas instead of food, lots of clean air, a good bath regularly, and preventive maintenance. Then occasionally it gets sick and it requires care. So if your child needs maintenance, do you hate it? Or if your baby gets sick, do you think you should trade it in? (laughs) Well, last week my wife's van needed some brakes, sort of a maintenance thing in my view. So she says, oh, no, don't tell me this van is going to start falling apart. A local dealer has a commercial running. He says, do you hate your car? Is it falling apart? Come trade it in and solve all your problems. (laughs) And then just to make sure you don't miss the hiss of the snake, he has his four-year-old son deliver the lie. Everybody rides. Well, I hate to call him a liar, but everybody doesn't ride. They really don't. If you went over there and just sat by, you'd find out there are people that leave there without a car. And the car he is selling you is also falling apart. They all are. And buying another car won't solve all your problems. The bottom line, folks, is I believe that you're much better off if you love your car. Proverbs 12.27 says, The lazy person does not roast his prey, but personal possessions are precious in his delight. In 1 Corinthians 8, it says, Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Do you believe that's true, that loving your car will build it up, or is Robbie all wet and totally misapplying this verse? Well, here's your chance to comment. This is a live show. We'd love to hear from you. How do you love your car? Or maybe it's not the issue. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. How do I get my wife to love her car even though it needs brakes? You know, those are things that, that they just need occasionally in... That's what we're talking about today on the Christian Car Guy Show. How do you love your car? Often, you may do that by washing it or changing the oil. I would love to hear your story. 866-348-7884. Also today, we have our good friend and Christian insurance guy, Bill Mixon. Now, Bill, what have you got for us? Well, I was thinking that if I had an older car that I really loved, there was one coverage that I'd want to consider keeping on it even with the age, and we'll talk about what that is and all the different things that it will do for you. You know, I'm thinking, you know, when my wife says, can we change the shower curtain in the bathroom? (laughs) The the most traumatic parts of my life have started because once you make that one small change, then everything else in the house, it's sort of like that with the car when my (laughs) wife says, do we really need to make that repair? I said, well, you're not listening to Robbie's show enough, are well, you? There you go. It's, it's part of loving on your car, right? And your wife. <laughs> and so this is the week if you have those con- insurance concerns. 866-348-7884. And then coming up at the bottom of the hour on track with Andy, we have Sting Wink. 
Steve Wingfield with Victory Weekend. You're going to be very excited. Andy, of course, was out at Daytona last week. He's got some updates. All sorts of interesting things God's doing out there at NASCAR. And then in the next segment, we've got Seema Bard. <laughs> I'm going to have to try to this a few times. Barwahas, Ford Marketing Manager for the Focus. And the new Focus coming out, the 2015, has a one liter engine. That's 1,000 cc's. We're going to be talking to her real shortly. Then coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. Well, I spent most of last week in Nashville, Tennessee at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. It's an amazing thing I get to do it every year. And I had the joy of interviewing media folks from all over Christendom. And I, we use these interviews for different radio shows on our network that I get to take part in. And we interviewed folks from TV, radio, movies, ministries to nursing homes and jails, AIDS victims, as well as authors and politicians. And each time someone sat down in front of me, I truly did. I asked God to help me find his glory in that individual in front of me. And naturally, I could share many powerful stories. I really could. And I'm going to in later shows. But I believe the most powerful story, or perhaps what God was demonstrating to me, was the story that wasn't told. On Friday morning, I was reading Isaiah 61, and it blasted me right between the eyes. And it certainly has much to do with today's topic. So... How easy is it to love under certain circumstances? And I get to share that coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by The Real Black Book. The Christian Car Guy Show is bringing the kingdom of God to lives through an automotive platform. And this is the Jesus Labor Love Weekend, which is free car repair labor, not the parts, but labor for single moms and widows. And we want to honor those service centers that helped out the Jesus Labor Love in February. Number one. Algria's Mechanical on Wahlberg Road in Winston-Salem. Roy Hendricks Muffler and Automotive on Hull Street Road in Mosley, Richmond, Virginia. Ray's Body Shop on South Main Street in Winston-Salem. Randall's Tire Pros on Patterson Avenue in Greensboro. And Abadolo's Automotive on North Elm Street in Greensboro. Those guys all helped us with single moms, widows, families in crisis in the month of February. And we want to honor them. This is a live show, 866-348-7884. We got some issues with our website today. If you've gone there, christiancarguy.com, we're bringing up a brand-new website, so if it doesn't look right, be patient. It'll be right later on this afternoon. And, of course, it's all there at christiancarguy.com. We got Mike is in Charlotte refusing someone a ride because they got – whoa, we lost Mike. I was interested in that. He refused somebody a ride because they got mad. We're going to find out maybe from him in a minute. He'll call back. 866-348-7884. It's ringing now. That could be Mike calling back. But this whole thing, you know, I, I wish, <laughs> you know, we, those of us who understand mechanics to some extent, we don't have the same frustrations. I think with people that do, um, like my wife, she doesn't understand that a car is going to need brakes every so often. It's going to need oil change every so often. It's going to need a clutch. And so when it does, they feel like it's falling apart, but it's really part of what the car was designed to do. Well, either that or she thought this is a really good opportunity to encourage her husband to consider a new car <laughs> for his wife. <laughs> no, she, actually, we haven't had this car very long. And so these are just some of the concerns. And, and I, I really, if we love our possessions and we have this attitude of taking care of them and prizing them, 
I really believe they'll last longer. People will, you know, be more inclined to repair them, which is a lot less expensive than buying a new car. You got all that kind of thing. We got Doug in Burlington calling on. Doug, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you all today? I am wonderful. What have you got for us? Well, I just was thinking about your statement there where you uh, unconditionally care for your vehicle, and I, I believe that's true because if you take care of a vehicle, it sure will take care of you. Um, I was kind of thinking on along the line of stewardship. It's like the man entrusted with 10 talents and 5 talents, and then they increase it, as well as uh, when the master leaves and entrusts you to something, that you uh, take care of it and look for his return so that it's in good shape when uh, he comes back. That's awesome, Doug. You're exactly right. Yeah, uh, I've, uh, I've got a car right now that we're selling that uh, my brother-in-law needed, and uh, it's got 230,000 miles on it, but it is still running like a top, and we've taken good care of it. Uh, I've had people say, oh, that looks like a car that's only got about 120,000 miles on it. So I really do believe that. You take care of windshield wiper blades and every little piece of it, and it really will take care of you, take care of you too. And I kind of lived that in my own life, Doug, because Old Red has got 357,000, I think, on it at this <laughs> point in time. So that's, that's fantastic. And I love that thing. And, yes, oh, yeah. I've had to put an engine in it. And, yes, I've put lots of maintenance into it over the years. But I've oh, yeah. told my kids I was just plan on burying me in it. Of course, I'm a little <laughs> taller than the bed because the bed's only six foot and I'm six foot five. So I was telling them you have to put the tailgate down. My wife has been using the car for so many years, and we actually were preparing it to uh, to take to, to my brother-in-law, and and she had she had some remorse. She said, "This has just been such a great car for me all these years." So I understand that stewardship and really caring for something and enjoying it. That's awesome. God bless you, Doug. I really appreciate, really appreciate you calling in. Sure, man. Oh, one last question. Your, I since I, thank you. Did you have a name for that car? No, we didn't necessarily have a name for it, um, but it, uh, it really deserved one because of how <laughs> well it took care of my life all these years. I love names for cars. You know, my producer recently got a new car, and it was silver, and so I forget exactly what the... He called it something like crystal to, re to remind him of silver. We'll get that when we come back. We have got SEMO with Ford talking about the new Focus. We got on track with Andy. And, oh, do we have an appraisal by the Real Black Book coming for you. Stay tuned. We got so much more. Christian Car Guy Show coming at you. How do you love on your car? Maybe you do it by a car washing. Maybe do you change the oil? That's what we're talking about today on the Christian Car Guys show. How do you love on your car? We're going to be finding out about the new Ford 2015 Ford Focus in just a minute. But we'd love to hear from you on how you love on your car. 866-348-7884. 866-348-7884. Three for truth, and we do have Mike and Charlotte back, and and we were interested in his story on what he refused somebody a ride. Hey, Mike, you're on a Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Good morning. What have you got for us, Mike? Yeah, uh, I got a question. I, I, you know, 
I just have a car, you know, and I get around for my transportation. And um, what, if you can turn your phone down, if you can turn the radio down in the background, Mike, it'll it'll help. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, but I mean, when when I when the guy asked me for a ride, I told him I wasn't really going in that way. I had some other things to do, and he he got kind of upset. He looked like he got kind of upset, but. You know, in a sense, you know, I have, I did have things I have to do sometimes. Yeah, we all do, but you know what Jesus said, you know, if they ask you to go one mile, you're supposed to go two. And uh-huh. and so it's it's those are things that you got to discern, ask the Holy Spirit. Sometimes people are asking for a ride. It may not turn out so good, as Bill found out with one story. So there's nothing like prayer in that situation and just right. using discernment. But, you know, when you can, you got to go the extra mile, Mike. <laughs> God bless you, brother. I appreciate you calling in today. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. All right. We got Seema. I'm not going to attempt your last name, Seema. That's okay. You know, you and I have talked before, and we're just on a first name basis at this point. Good, good. And I am, I've got to tell you, I was reading up on this 2015 Ford Focus, mm-hmm. and it just blew me away. A one-liter engine, a thousand cc's. Are you serious? Yes, yes. And you know, the, the, we, this isn't the first time we've seen the, the, the engine. You know, we have it in the Ford Fiesta been in Europe for a little bit, but you know, it's it's literally we call it. You know, we like to make a little joke. It's a little engine that could. It is small and it is powerful and it has great uh, fuel economy. So you know, it's it's really kind of a little bit perfect. <laughs> Well, I would think one liter would just be phenomenal gas mileage. How much power does it have? You know, well, I can't um, talk about either yet um, the mileage, the gas mileage, or the power yet on the Focus, but it's doing very well on the Fiesta. And, um, you know, when we talk about our EcoBoost engines, we say eco and boost, right? So the eco means we've got fuel economy, and the boost means we have the performance. This engine on the Ford Fiesta has the eco and the boost, and we're expecting it to do equally well on the Focus. That's really cool, and I am, yeah. I, you know, I personally, Seema, <laughs> since we're on a first-name basis, yeah, you know, absolutely. my my truck with 357,000 miles is only a four-cylinder, which a lot of people, like, really, you drive around a four-cylinder truck? Yeah, because yeah. If, with, if you gear it right, it's got all the power you'll ever need, and absolutely. it gets great gas mileage, so why why waste that? One of, Some of the other neat things you guys are doing, am I right that you've got yeah. this driver-assist technology stuff standard? Uh-huh. Coming up on this car. Absolutely. Rear view camera is going to be standard on every series. So, you know, when we talked a little while ago, you know, one of the conversations we were having is that back in the day, you, you'd really only expect to get great technologies on premium or larger cars. And now you can get that great technology in smaller cars. You no, more, no longer have to feel like you're, you're, you're missing out or you're sacrificing some of the, um, some of the features you love, like voice-activated Bluetooth like we have in our Ford Sync system. And, um, and, and, and rear-view camera, which is now going to be standard on starting from the base series. So it's really fantastic. And you know what I love? Because <laughs> I just have this sense of humor. love stuff like this. Blind Spot Information System. You guys have named it Bliss. Bliss. I, I need Bliss. <laughs> I'll tell you, I have had personally Bliss on several of my cars. I cannot ha- live without it. I will not order a car without Bliss. It is fantastic. There's a little indicator on the rear view mirror or the side view mirror that tells you if a car's in your blind spot. 
But the one I love the best, and this is, you know, if I was parked next to you in a parking lot with your truck, I would really love the cross-traffic alert because if I've got an SUV on one side and I've got a truck on the other and I'm pulling out of a parking spot, I might need a, a little bit more help seeing who's coming out my way. So this cross-traffic alert is going to tell me if a car's coming from my left or right. It's just fantastic. Great, great technology. You know, I had that very thing happen to me. Of course, Old Red doesn't have that. <laughs> but I was blind to what was coming either way, and I was like, man. So that is cool. And, I, you know, Ford continues to have a better idea in so many ways. We're excited about this 2015. When's it going to hit the street? We're talking uh, the second half of this year, so stay tuned for more for sure. Terrific. Well, God bless you, Seema. So good to have you back. Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, for those needing a safer, newer car, that's pretty cool. But for those of us like me that love old red and and we just, you know, we're, we're being good stewards of what God's given us, we need to know about insurance coverage for something like old red. What What's the story there, Bill? There's a coverage that's available to most people called comprehensive or other than collision coverage. And it pays for things like fire, theft, vandalism, storm damage, including flood, lightning, hail, uh, glass breakage. It even protects you if you run into an animal. And an older vehicle, it could be only a dollar or two a month. Uh, so you mean to tell me that if I had this comprehensive, which I think I actually do on Old Red, because I have this amazing insurance agent, his name is Bill Mixon. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, and I hit a deer, I thought I, I would have to have collision. You can, that's one, the one area where you've got a choice. You can put colliding with an animal under your collision, or you can have colliding with an animal under comprehensive, which is called animal collision, but there's never an advantage to going the collision route. So everybody always turns in. We need to have a discussion here because, you know, a deer hunter such as myself often finds you himself shoot big red it doesn't well it might help you that's a missile as long as you don't shoot it on pur- pur- purpose that would be covered now what i'm actually saying is that because if most deer hunters understand this you're you're driving at the time of day when a lot of deer are out obviously and, and you, you may need something like that so i'm so glad i listened to my own show because i learned something. The big trick we'll talk about when we come back comprehensive insurance well when we come back we actually got andy on track a lot of stuff happened at daytona last week we're going to find out about that we got an amazing appraisal by the real black book coming up so much coming at you stay tuned Say mama was a NASCAR fan. I was born in Talladega in the stands. The fans all cheered the second I arrived. The loudspeaker said the boy's born to drive. We didn't have money for a pacifier, so I sucked on the valve off a Goodyear tire. A seven-pound, eight-ounce son of the South, born with a taste for racing in my mouth. She named me Dale Darrell Waltrip Richard, Betty Rusty, Olson Bill, Urban Gordon, Earnhardt Smith, Johnson Jr., so that's where Andy feels like he's on track with that song, don't you, Andy? I'm I'm still trying to get a comeback to that. Actually, (laughs) that's our on. That's our. That's I may use that as a new theme song for on track with Andy. But it's so good. I I I found that yesterday and I laughed and laughed. But before we get to on track with Andy, which we got to do in a minute, 
We got to finish up. We we were striking deer and stuff, and Bill said you got to tell them one thing. So go ahead, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Remember, if you ever run into an animal, don't wash it off because it's your responsibility to prove that you hit an animal and not a post. So if you hit an animal and you clean it up really good before the insurance company sees it, they have no responsibility to pay it under the comprehensive, and the comprehensive is a whole lot better. There you go. And I would also say, having worked in a body shop, that it's rare when you hit an animal that you don't end up with a lot of hair in the paint. And so you do, there, there isn't, it's pretty obvious when somebody hit an animal and, and that's, that's part of the equation. But moving on to On Track with Andy, we've got Steve Wingate on with us. And Andy, this is a really cool segment. Well, it is. First of all, we got Steve Wingfield on here with us, I believe. Steve, Steve, are you joining yes. us this hey, morning? Andy, how are you, man? <laughs> he's, he already made it through the gate, and he's in the field. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I, you know, I just thinking about your song you just played there, and I have. Hey, I want to. I want to sign that guy up to sing in Victory Weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's, it? It, yeah, it sounds good. Well, hey, so listen, we got we got something cool here, Robbie. As you know, our our segment focuses on different ministry activities that happen in and around the racetrack. And uh, so we got Steve on here, but I want to give you a little preview of what Steve's going to talk about, okay? Last week, when I arrived into Daytona, there's all kinds of activity happening at Chick-fil-A down there. And uh, Chick-fil-A is actually across the street from the racetrack, but loads of people there. There's uh, lots of free chicken stuff. There's military. For some reason, Rick Santorum was hanging out there with them. And uh, and so there's a big crowd there, and right in the middle of it is Steve Wingfield. And, and I got to tell you, uh, and Steve, I want you to give us a little bit of background just of how you've kind of made this one of your new focuses. But, uh, but Steve is there to reach the lost at the racetrack in some unique ways. So, Steve, tell, tell us what Victory Weekend is all about. Well, it started about uh, eight years ago. I was uh, maybe six years ago. Anyway, I was asked to do chapel on a Sunday morning at uh, Bristol Motor Speedway, and I came out to chapel, and it was a sellout day at Bristol. And I looked up at all those people, and as an evangelist, I began frothing at the mouth. <laughs> There's got to be a way to do this. And uh, I knew of MRO, I knew of Raceway Ministries, but I, I just felt like there was a place for uh, faith-based, family-friendly entertainment with the message of Christ. And so that's where I, the dream was born. I began to talk about it to people, with people, and finally Jerry Caldwell, uh, gave me an opportunity to do our first one at uh, the fall race at Bristol uh, four years ago, and uh, I tell people I learned how not to do it that weekend. Uh, it was good, <laughs> but uh, it was labor-intensive, and it, I was so beat up at the end of the week. Uh, I mean, the end of that Sunday, it was just, uh, I, I was shot. I said, we can't re- replicate this, and then as a result of that, uh started thinking about what else we could do. We got a mobile stage. That's a miracle in itself. It was given to us. Uh, about a three hundred thousand dollar stage, fifty-three uh, foot trailer, opens up to the stage, and uh, we have uh, last year we did six NASCAR events or six racing events. One was the World of Outlaws at Charlotte, and uh, the beautiful thing—I I mean, I, I was been, I've been involved in crusade evangelism all over the East Coast, in the Midwest, and uh, really around the world over the past thirty-five years. And uh, last year we did eight events for less money than we would have spent on one. Uh, festival of crusade uh, encounter is what we call them uh, and it's just phenomenal we got in front of more unsaved people saw more decisions uh, and we really are excited about where God's taking us God willing we're going to do at least 10 events this year our next one is at Bristol 
uh, coming up in a couple hey, weeks. Hey, Steve, let me stop you for just a minute because I think you just hit on one of the, one of the key things. You know, Robbie, all over the country, people listen to us talk about these racetrack ministry things and all the different venues and, and ways that people are trying to engage. But what Steve just said is capitalizing on every week during racing season, which is February to November, there's a massive amount of people that are already congregating for some event. And like he just said, from a stewardship perspective, Steve, Steve used to do these big trips and, and still does, but now they have the opportunity to reach these enormous crowds without having to do all the marketing, without having to do yeah, all they're, the they're. part ahead of time. They're already there, and in a lot of times looking for things to do when the actual race isn't taking place. So I've seen Steve do these. I've seen the the bands. And Steve, I kind of want you to just talk a little bit about some of your partners you have with it too. Well, I was also, Andy, thinking – how can we as fellow believers partner with you, Steve, to, to get this to be all it can be? I tell you, the one thing we are really working at right now, we, well, number one, we like being in campgrounds. Uh, we just put on a party in a campground, and like Sandy said, when the race is not going on, uh, people are looking for something to do. They don't want to get out in the traffic. They go back to the camp and they eat. The only thing you have to do is drink or play cornhole. <laughs> and so and there's a lot of cornhole and a lot of that other activity that happens there, too. There's a, lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of liquid beverage taking place. Uh, but God has really opened this door. What we need are churches to send a mission team for the weekend and be in that campground. We don't want to congregate in one spot, be all over the campground, be the presence of Jesus, then when we give them an invitation, which is usually on Saturday night, to make a decision for Christ, be there to talk with people, pray with people, love on people, not condemn anybody. We're not condemning anybody for anything. We just love them for Jesus' sake. Somebody got on me this week. I posted something on Facebook, and uh, uh, the guy said, how can anything redemptive come out of NASCAR? Uh, if they waste humongous amounts of resources. It's debauchery, drunkenness, drugs, blah, blah, you know, uh, uh, all this really unbelievable stuff you, you posted. And I came back and I said, hey, Cliff, you nailed it. You got it you're exactly right, man. That's why I'm there. <laughs> right. I, you're, Jesus, you're reaching the sick. There, you know, yeah, they, Je- right. Jesus would be there. That's where Wesley went and revival came to England. We can't wait for the fish to jump in the boat. We got to go fishing. And as I said <laughs> to him, I've yet to find a more well-stocked pond. Yeah, and, and I want to I want to add just highlight something else there that Steve he just called it right for you. Okay, if there if there's churches that are looking for unique ways, or even if it's if it's families with a group to, together to come help out and to be the presence of Jesus there. But I tell you, this is this is a really easy way to enter kind of what old timey street evangelism is because the, the crowds are very friendly. Okay, this is this is a camaraderie thing that happens at wherever the track is all over the country the scene is the same it's campers like you talk to anybody that camps and they already will tell you campground people are the friendliest people there are they go to the koas here and there they visit with the tents they they get to be buddies through the weekend and the same thing happens in these campgrounds at the racetracks so it's a great you know if you if you're shy about evangelism if you're shy about sharing your faith this is a great way to make a step and grow in your own faith to, to join steve on these weekends and, I mean, the the thing is, and I'm all for, I, I got a friend that's got a mission team this week to Guatemala, and I'm all for that, that. But that's costing thousands of dollars. 
to go down and do that. And they're going to build a church or whatever. And I, you know, Guatemala needs help. Nicaragua, and I got friends that just got back from Nicaragua. They need help. It's a very poor country. Haiti or wherever else you may choose to go. But for a minimal amount of money, you can send a, a mission team to a racetrack, and you've got all these people, as Andy's already said, that are congregated there that are looking for something to do. We're providing the entertainment. I do driver interviews. We've got great music, just a lot. And we honor military first responders. Uh, that's one of the highlights of the weekend. Uh, that's a whole other story in itself. But we've got to do something to stem the tide of suicide. We're going to lose more. We lost more last year, the year before, to suicide than we did on the battlefield. And we're trying to make a statement to our veterans and first responders. And the suicide rate among police officers is even worse than military. And we're trying to make a difference. And it's the stories that are coming out of that, I, I could tell you a whole other list of stories that God has used those events to touch lives. Uh, two quick ones last year at Michigan. I came off the platform, and a guy my age, uh, Vietnam veteran, fell in my arms, weeping uncontrollably. Finally got himself together, and he said, thank you, man. I've waited 40 years for somebody to say thank you. Wow. When I came home, they spit on me, they cursed me. He said, I have never felt so honored as I have tonight. But the one that really got me was a young man behind him, 19 years of age. He'd been back from Afghanistan three weeks, and he's these tears are running down his cheeks. He said, Preacher, you nailed me to the wall tonight. I said, what do you mean? He said, I've thought of nothing but suicide ever since I got back. I was going to come to the race this weekend and pull wow. the trigger on Monday. But Jesus rescued me tonight. There you go. A huge victory weekends. You can find out about that at ChristianCarGuy.com. If you go to On Track with Andy and click on that, there's a video. Get your church involved. we got so much more Christian Car Guy show coming up. Our appraisal by The Real Black Book. So strap in, we got a lot more coming at you. All this pain, I wonder if I'll ever find my way. I wonder if my life could really change at all. Beautiful things out of the dust, he said. And interestingly, I heard this week that uh, D.L. Moody got off the ship coming back from England, and this man came up and said, oh, am I in the presence of the amazing D.L. Moody? And D.L. Moody grabbed some dust off the ground, and he said, here's what D.L. Moody is without Jesus. And I couldn't help but think of that song as I heard that story, but it also has a lot to do with our appraisal by The Real Black Book. You know, if you've been listening to the whole show, we talked about, do you love your car or do you hate your car? And is it easier to love your car when it has all kind of problems or is it easier to love your car when it's running great? Well, that's an interesting thing. When it comes to the verb of love, it's a little bit easier to love a child <laughs> when they're sick. And it happens to be the same with a car. But when we get into that, that's our appraisal by The Real Black Book. As I said, I spent 
all of last week mostly interviewing people at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. And I was doing that for a number of shows, not just the Christian Car Guys show, but people in TV, radio, movies, nursing homes, jail ministry, AIDS victims ministries, authors and politicians. And each time someone sat down in front of me, I really, I prayed God would show me the glory that he had inside that individual in front of me. And naturally, I could share some amazingly powerful stories, but I really felt like the most powerful story was the one I didn't see. I know you're looking at me, Bill, like, yeah, I didn't see it. And on Friday morning, I was reading Isaiah 61, and it blasted me between the eyes. Isaiah 61, you may remember, is what Jesus said when he sat down in the synagogue in Nazareth. He said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. You see the Trinity in that picture? It's one of the places in the Old Testament you can see the Trinity. The spirit of the sovereign Lord, meaning you've got the Holy Spirit, there's God, is on me, meaning Jesus, to proclaim the good news to the nations? No. The rich? No. The powerful? No. To the poor. Or maybe in your translation it says, the meek. Well, the reason I mentioned that is as I sat down, (laughs) it seemed like the more powerful stories came from the more broken people. I mean, the people that had been, I had one guy, he had AIDS. And if you'd have heard his story, you'd have left weeping. I mean, how, how this ministry reached out to him, didn't ask him how he got AIDS, like, like our friend mentioned. The more powerful stories came from the people that were the most broken. But I will have to say that the one story that was not said was there was a, for the lack of a better word, a political talk show host sat down in front of me, and I tried my best to find God in there somewhere. <laughs> And I kept asking him questions, and he, he, he would, you know, tell me about your story. Well, I didn't really have a Damascus Road experience. Well, tell me about how you know Jesus is working your life. He couldn't give me anything there. And he started to go on and on about it, what he thought nobody was speaking truth and how he actually hated Obama, et cetera, et cetera, which I'll call President Obama. And then I looked at him, and the Holy Spirit gave me this question. I said, what do you need forgiveness for? And I thought he was going to swallow the mic. <laughs> I was like, what? You know, that, that, all of a sudden his agenda was gone because he really hadn't thought about that one. Well, the reason why that was so powerful to me is recently I was really trying to deal with my own habitual sin, a sin that I just struggle with all the time. And I went in there and I was asking Jesus, what am I missing? And and John Owen, had I read this thing, it said there's this deep cleansing of the blood of Jesus. And I don't think I really understood it the way John Owen read it. I just knew that there was a deep cleansing that came from the blood of Jesus. And so I was going through this sin problem and I was going back and back and back. And there's this technique where you go back to when you're a little guy. And when I was a little guy, my name was Bruce. And so I was like, Jesus, can you come in and help Bruce out here? Because he's, he's got a sin problem that's helped. It's held me captive to in my 50s. And I got back to what I think was the original incident. And I asked Jesus to come and talk with Bruce and me. And he said, Robbie, do you want your innocence back? And I said, my innocence? You don't understand. I was guilty. I, was, I played a part in this. I was, I'm not innocent. I'm guilty. He said, no, do you want your innocence back? I can give you back your innocence. And I said, you don't understand, Jesus. I'm not innocent. 
And he said, wait a minute, Robbie. Didn't I pay enough for your innocence? Down inside of a lot of our habitual sin issues or things that we have never been able to forgive ourselves for. That's the deep cleansing that John Owens was talking about. That's the deep cleansing of the blood of Jesus that we need. You see, that's an amazing thing, and I really didn't understand it. But I needed forgiveness, but I just needed that deep cleansing of the blood of Jesus. So if you're out there today, you may have something you've struggled with for years and years. You might find inside that you've never been able to forgive yourself. That's where you and Jesus call him into the situation, pray with him, ask him to come in and help you. Because I can tell you the freedom that he's given me. I had now walk in a new normal. I can't even believe the freedom that Jesus has given me in this area. I, 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 there's no explaining it. And that freedom is available to you, but it comes at the humility of saying, you know what? I can't forgive myself. You know, I need Jesus's blood. He paid enough. This is where it comes from. This is the heart of the gospel, folks. This is where it's coming right there. So you see people, they have all these agendas. It's a whole lot easier for God to love broken people because they know they need a doctor. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. But when you think you got it all together, it's going to be hard for him to come in and say, well, where can I help you out here? But when you're struggling, that's where Jesus, and that's why he hung out with the people he did, Bill. Think about it. That he hung out like our friend at the racetrack that we talked to a little bit earlier, right? Those people that were struggling in different things, they don't know what, to, you know, they've never experienced the blood of Christ. They don't know where that comes from. And so here you go. The same is true. And I know you're going, Robbie, you got to be kidding me. But the same is true with your car. It's easier to love your car when it's broke down. As a verb, this is where I can come in and do something to help my car. It's easier to help my car when it's dirty. I can clean my car. I can fill my car with gas when it needs gas. These are ways that I actively, verbally love my car. The more I do these things for my car, it's an amazing thing that happens. I develop an affection for my car. Like Old Red, I've had this truck <laughs> for <laughs> years and years and years and years. And, I, and it's out there today. Uh, and and 357,000 miles later, guess what? I've saved probably over two or $300,000 by not trading cars every two or three years by keeping the same car. Yeah, I need an engine once. And yeah, it's going to need brakes. And yeah, it's going to need this. And it's going to need that. But I'll put what I paid an old red up against any. Because guess what? If you just take care of that car. Now, I always say, and I do mean, that if your car is not safe, it's time to do something about it. If you got other issues, you know, it doesn't meet your family's needs. Yeah, you got to do something about that. And you may need a new car. But if you take care of your car, it'll last as long as you do. Well, thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. As always, I'm very thankful to my Christian insurance guy, Bill Mixon, for being on with us today. Thank you, Bill. Always a pleasure. And, of course, on track with Andy and Steve Winfield, not Gate. <laughs> and all you callers, you guys are the ones that make the show I do want to, again, thank our Jesus of labor of love participants. Go to ChristianCarGuy.com. Hopefully it'll get fixed. And how about spending some time this week trying to think where Jesus can give you some of that deep cleansing? It comes with forgiveness.